This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very much. And uh, please let them know that you appreciate their uh, their involvement with the program. surely means a lot to, to me. I hope it means a lot to you as well. Uh, if you would like to call my program, I'm doing a lawn and garden program. And uh, would love to hear from you at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We are live. And sponsored this hour by Baylor Scott and White Health. So please call us now, if you will, please. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Roxy. Roxy is a plot hound mix available by Foster to Adopt from the SPCA of Texas. Roxy is a large dog at 55 pounds. She's nine years old. She has dark fur with light brown speckles throughout and a white underside. She came to the SPCA from the city of Venus as a stray late last year. Roxy has been in foster care since January and is anxiously awaiting a forever home of her own. This lady has plenty of energy for a dog of her age. She does love to run and play, so a securely fenced yard or a willingness to visit a dog park on a regular basis are highly desirable. Roxy has had some bad experiences with other dogs in the past and was actually treated for telltale wounds upon her arrival at the SPCA of Texas. She is still very wary of others and can be uh, uh, quite dog reactive. Therefore, it is best if Roxy is the only pet in the house for any potential adopters. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Roxy has been spayed, microchipped, and she's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She's currently in foster care, so an appointment will be necessary to meet her. You've heard about the... SPCA of Texas shelters currently closed to visitors and volunteers as a preventive measure against distemper uh, outbreak, but Roxy has never been there, so it's not a not a concern. Animals in foster care and at PetSmart off-site adoption centers are still available. They ask you to browse their available animals at spca.org/findapet spca.org slash find a pet and visit spca.org slash dog adopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat. So that's uh, Roxy, spca.org slash find a pet, spca.org slash dog adopt. Hope we can get her a home. That would be nice. Sponsored today by Advanced Foundation Repair. My advertiser for 27 years. A great foundation repair company. Oh, we are so lucky to have them here in north central Texas where the soils are black clay. This sticky, icky black clay soil. Responsible for more foundation damage than any other single factor. So often houses are poured, the foundations are poured right on top of the clay and the piers are not put down the way they should be and a few years later the foundations are left to crack and crumble and and that's where advanced foundation repair can rescue your home. Uh, Your home represents quite an investment and you need to invest in that foundation if you find yourself in that plight. Now, they have patented some of their processes, and uh, they 
I also offer a free home inspection. You know what foundation problems uh, manifest as. Uh, For example, doors and windows that don't function properly, uh, cracks inside walls of your house in the mortar joints or in the grout lines of your tile, Uh, hopefully not bricks that are splitting, hopefully not tile that is cracking, uh, also tape and bed work that is failing. Those are all evidences of, uh, of foundation issues. Have them come out and do that free home inspection. If you have foundation problems, they will show you what they are and where they are. They'll give you the cost uh, to repair it uh, right there on the spot. There's no obligation at all. And the inspection, as I've said now three times, is absolutely free. And uh, they would love to help you with your foundation. As the soils get drier and drier, they get more and more work piled up. Call them before it gets any farther uh, on their schedule. Let them do the work. And and I'm going to tell you, like I've told you in some other dry times, advanced foundation repair is the best, and the best are worth waiting for. Just say, I know it's going to be a, a little while, and I'm worth. I'm willing to wait for you. Neil said you're worth waiting for, and they are. They did work at our house, and they did it right the first time. 214-333-0003. It's Advanced Foundation Repair on the web, foundationrepairs.com. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Zero three. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now back to Neil. All right, thank you, Stuby, and we go to Buck in University Park, who's been waiting very patiently. Buck, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, Neil. I've got a. Uh sago palm that i've had in a pot pot for gosh decades and because i can i can put it in the garage when it gets real cold i still lose a bunch of leaves but it, you know it's living but um my question is it seems does that need special things as far as fertilizer and i've read some things that say that it really shouldn't be watered too much but i'm worried that uh you know as hot as it's been and about to be should I just go ahead and water it like I water everything else? And it's in a pot still. You haven't planted it in the ground. Yeah. It's still in this pot. No. I, yeah, I would I would certainly water it. Uh, I'm sure it's root-bound by now if it's been in that pot for a few years. I would, uh, uh, yes. And answer is it needs ample water. Uh, I don't know that they're xerophytic particularly. They don't need to be kept uh, dry like uh, succulents would at all. Okay. And any special fertilizer? Uh, I would use a high nitrogen uh, fertilizer that also has phosphorus and uh, potassium and trace elements. Uh, anytime you have a plant in a container, that comment that I make about not adding any phosphorus to our soil doesn't apply yeah. because you have a different soil. So I'd use something that has all three numbers higher in the first number. Okay. Well, I, I and with that, can I, should I, I just use one? I've got one of those liquid things. Should I just get something to meet those requirements and use it in the liquid fertilizer? Yeah, what what I use is one that you dissolve with water like Kool-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid. It yeah. just dissolves like Kool-Aid. And, and gotcha. uh, i, I got to quit using that example because people are going to misunderstand me. <laughs> but uh, people about half listen. Have you ever noticed that, Buck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, um, but uh, I do that about every third or fourth time that I water. And so... 
the last one is uh, I've got it where it's getting morning sun and it seems to be doing fine. I, when we go to Florida, they're in full sun all the time, but I guess that's that's cooler down on the coast. So, yeah, cooler is relative. It's uh, five degrees cooler and and forty percent more humid. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure it feels yeah. a lot cooler, but yes, yeah, you'll see that uh, in South Texas as well. Though they're grown as outdoor plants in the ground along the Texas Gulf Coast, but they still benefit from afternoon shade. Yes, okay. You'll see them in San Antonio along the River Walk in in pretty much full sun. Now they're beautiful. So yes, they are. All right, well, I think I'm on the right track then. I think you are. Thanks for your help. Always glad to hear from you. Thank you, Buck. All right, we have Ona in Hearst, Laura in Allen, and I'll come right to you. Let me get my first uh, longer break done. I won't get as behind as I was last hour. That kind of dug out the rest of it. You know, if you're ever in a situation where you're trying to dig a hole to, well, maybe plant a tree or something, and you're in sandy soil and the sides of the hole keep falling down, then it's kind of where I was last hour. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my book, um, and I have a, a really unusual opportunity for you. The book is on sale, and it's on sale again, uh, even more. It's thirty-two ninety-five. That's my summertime price for it this year, and it's the fifth. I don't have a lot of copies left, but the ones that I do have, I'm just going to leave that price low. Other people are raising their prices. They're saying, oh, we've got all this uh, uh, supply chain thing and, and such. And I did have a supply chain issue back in the winter when I couldn't get the sixth printing going. But I've just decided to sell through the fifth printing at thirty-two ninety-five to say thank you for your interest in my book and thank you for your patronage through the pandemic of my book. And uh, thank you for uh, listening to radio and, and buying the book as a result of that, et cetera, et cetera. I've never sold as many books in the summer as I'm selling right now. And part of it's the sale price, and, and I'm grateful for that. And part of it may be because the word's getting around that this is a book worth having. It is not in store, so nobody can go in and look at it and say, this is a book worth having. It has to be word of mouth. And so I'd like you to try it. I'll guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny of it. People tell me that Chapter 2 makes this book worth having because it's 48 pages of when to do things. Neil, when should I uh, uh, prune the blackberries? Neil, when do I have to worry about chinch bugs or take all root rot in my St. Augustine? Neil, when do I plant the fall tomatoes? Neil, when, when, when? That's all in Chapter 2. It's 48 pages, four pages per month of when you plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a month on each one of those chapters, 840 of my photographs, 344 pages. This book really covers it all. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed by Clear Visions in San Antonio, bound by Universal Book Bindery in San Antonio. I wanted this to be a book done in Texas because it's called Lone Star Gardening. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every penny you spend. You can't lose. So give it a try. Two ways you can buy it. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. Two ways you can buy it, and that's by ordering it from my office Tuesday through Friday this week, and normally Monday through Friday, business hours. That number is 800 
800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now while you're thinking about it from my website, neilsperry.com. I'll be signing books again tonight and tomorrow. That's at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. That's our church, and I'm happy to provide that message, uh, obviously at no charge, and hoping to invite you to join us at our church. There are four services, uh, 8, 9, 10.05, you still have time for that one, and 11.10, lots of time for that one. That's our service uh, that we go to, and and the uh, 10.05 is live-streamed at sharingtheheart.org. And there are contemporary services and two services at the Melissa Church as well. So there you go. And uh, let me tell you about Mueller right now, because Mueller means more. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. But the name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years, nine zero years, standing behind your warranty. It also means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products, like their standing and uh, greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We have one line open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Oh, two quick things, really quick. I'll make them really quick. Uh, our uh, granddaughter, Ella, had her fifth major surgery uh, for cleft lip, cleft palate. She's a beautiful young lady. She's uh, 15, and uh, this uh, one was to break her jaw in four places and to realign it and uh, correct a, I think it was an underbite. Uh, they removed it by four millimeters and installed a device. I don't know what I'm talking about, frankly. Uh, these doctors are such wonderful craftspeople uh, who do the craniofacial work. It's, they're just saints. And uh, she's beautiful to start with, and she'll be even prettier now and and, uh, and, and will speak even more plainly. And, and that's, I think, a big part of why they did it. She was 
excited about having it done and anxious, and now it's done. We haven't seen her yet in person, and we're going to go by and see her sometime today. So congratulations, Ella. She is just a trooper. Uh, she has her well, uh, mouth wired shut and will for three or four weeks. The last time when they took part of her hip bone to build a pallet for her, she had her mouth wired shut for 90 days. So she has been through a lot, and she doesn't wince. She just does it. Whatever they say needs to be done, she does it. She's a sweetheart. And then our other sweetheart, another of our seven grandkids, and we have one great-granddaughter, another of our grandchildren, Joseph, turned 13 yesterday. Many of you remember Joseph from his early days on my Facebook page, and Joseph is now a teenager and a sweet kid. And something has changed because Joseph is now giving and receiving hugs that he hasn't for a couple of years. Young boys don't want hugs, and young men are happy to get them. And that's really a nice change, as is his voice change now that's happening. So it's just a fun time of the life. All right, need to go to the phones. We have Ona and Hurst. Ona, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you? Well, uh, Hurst is replacing our, well, not Hurst, but Atmos is replacing our gas lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, the company that's doing it uh, dug a huge huge hole right next to my big uh, crepe myrtle. And uh, I noticed yesterday how many big roots had been severed because of the way they cut into it. It's only about a foot away from the base of the crepe myrtle. So I was wondering if that's going to cause any problem with it. It's It's been there about 10 years. Well, um, I I can't see it, so I can't guarantee anything but of all the plants that they could have come that close to crepe myrtle would be the best because they're very forgiving the best Mm -hmm. thing you can do on it is to soak it thoroughly once they say it's okay to water it you know you don't want to make their life miserable but the best thing you can do is soak the crepe myrtle um, the rest of the summer soak it every few days so that the rest of the root system is always kept nice and moist Well, I don't know how long that's going to be because uh, they have to go to the end of the street before they come back and start covering those holes up. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, but you maybe you can you can probably water it before the holes covered up. You just don't want to cause the side wall of the hole to cave in. Yeah, ask right them up. if you ask them if you can ask them if you can water your crepe myrtle. You're you're going to run the hose very slowly, and uh, just and and do it on the opposite side of the trunk. Yeah. And out maybe 18 or 24 inches away from the trunk on the opposite side from the hole or the trench or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's not going to cause a problem, I wouldn't think, at all. Well, there's two holes out there. One of them is a little – one is on the east side and one is well, on the west right, side. Without, without getting into a lot of the specifics, I can't see yeah. it, so I can't really tell. I'm just saying you can water it, and that's the, that's right. the only thing you can do at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I would think it would be all right. People transplant them in the summer, which is not a good plan, but, um, you know, it's it's done, and, and often they will survive. Uh, and and in, that, in that case, all the roots are severed. But uh, I, would, I would just keep it moist. I can't offer any other yeah. suggestion. There's nothing else you can do because the roots have, yeah. been, have been compromised. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Good luck okay. with it. I appreciate your call. Good luck with it. All right. Let me see. I'm going to get a break in here. I'm going to do it the way I'm supposed to for once. Laura and Alan, I'll help you with the chinch bug question and grub worm question. Um, and then uh, I have open lines after that. So I could use a couple more calls at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Baylor's Cotton White Health. These are the people who sponsored this entire hour. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy, and uh, it takes even more work to keep us happy and healthy. Did you ever notice that? Uh, the uh, people who have been charged with that responsibility the last two and a half years have been the frontline workers. They uh, deserve a big thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. To Baylor, Scott, and White, it's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day, giving every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways we can show our appreciation to the front line. We can get vaccinated. We can wear our masks. It's still required. There are still outbreaks happening. Those are great ways to show our support and share the messages on social media. You know, there's there's no reason to make a big political issue out of this. Just help spread, uh, stop the spread of this virus by wearing a mask and by saying thank you. It doesn't cause any kind of a problem to say thank you to the frontline workers. And the frontline workers include all the medical people at Baylor Scott & White, and they're not going to be offended if you say thank you to people at other medical facilities and to teachers and to, and to police and fire Thank you to anybody who's had to go back to work at the grocery store and anywhere else. It's a good time to uh, just come out and, and bolt belt it out. Let's say one more time, thank you. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed, then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday evening, just a little after 6 p.m. It's free and always will be. And one thing I always promise you is I will never spam you. Just because you sign up for eGardens doesn't mean that you're ever going to get, ever, ever, as in never, going to get from me something that says, hey, since you subscribed to eGardens, thought you'd like to see this or that. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to give or sell your email address to anybody else who might do that. Not going to happen. So here's what you will get. Every Thursday, you'll get a, a, a well, like an old-fashioned garden section. One story will be a featured plant of the week. Another story will be gardening this weekend, where I'll outline the things that are most important for you to do that particular weekend in your landscape and garden. And there is our newly expanded, greatly expanded Q&A section. There's a lot of information in eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go where you sign up for it, and that is at my website, neilsperry.com. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Bad day today if you're going to set off fireworks. The cops are looking for you. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. Constructions closed the HOV lanes both east and westbound I-30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. 
And there's a big repaving project that's closing various lanes of Preston Road at various times in both directions between 635 and McCallum Boulevard. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today, sunny. There's a chance for an isolated shower or storm in the afternoon. High temperature 98 or so. Monday, 4th of July is just plain sunny and hot with a high temperature right at 100 degrees. Right now, 86 degrees in both Dallas and Fort Worth. Police and fire departments all through the Metroplex are encouraging North Texans of all ages to be careful around fireworks this 4th of July weekend. Deputy Chief Dallas Fire Marshal Chris Martinez asking parents to pay especially close attention to their children. The potential for injuries is always there. You know, you have a higher potential for injuries with children and teenagers. They tend to be some of the ones who have these injuries throughout, uh, not maybe necessarily just in Dallas, but throughout the country really is something that we generally see with the industry. Police in cities all across the region are increasing their patrols this weekend, looking for drunk drivers, celebratory gunfire, and those who are shooting off fireworks within the city limits. Meanwhile, the state of Texas is allocating $100 million to school safety. The governor says legislative leaders have transferred the money to support school safety and mental health initiatives through August of next year. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay connected with News Talk 820, WBAP, 99.5 FMHD2, and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very, very much. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders all across the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. And the way that happens is you take your landscape photos in. These are photos you've taken of other people's yards, uh, of commercial landscapes, of other things that you like. Maybe it's even a magazine photograph, whatever it is, of some kind of stonework that you say, I want this, I like this. I've done that. I've done that many times. I did it with a wrought iron gate. I've done it with windows, and I've done it with stonework. You take the stone photos in and you say to Mike or Derek Wisnat or any of their other salespeople, this is kind of the look I want. And uh, here are the measurements of my, my backyard or the side yard or whatever it is. And they say, all right, that's going to need, that's 22 feet, it's 18 inches high. You'll need so many tons of stone for that retaining wall or for that path or whatever it is. And uh, they can then help you at the next step when you say, Okay, I know how much stone I need. Now, I don't know how to do this. And they say, well, we can put you in contact with a really good landscape contractor who is award-winning and who knows how to lay stone perfectly. Or we'll deliver to you, and and, uh, and and we know you can do it. You know, there are a lot of people who do this work themselves, and they love doing it. Maybe you want decorative boulders or river rock or decorative gravel. Whatever it is you're looking for, they have it all on those 22 acres. They are leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, and they are leaders in being nice people, just nice people. Everybody likes Mike and Derek, and you will too, a father and son team. So let me give you the particulars. They're closed today. I don't know about tomorrow, but I kind of think they'll be closed. But you can call. Here's the phone number. It's Whiz Q Stone at 
877-429-0822. And, uh, you know, I wondered for a couple of years, how come they call it Whiz Q Stone? Well, Whizanand is their name, and Q is in, in quarry, and, of course, stone. So there you are. It's WhizQ Stone, W-H-I-Z hyphen Q dot com, and the address. This one I need to explain. They're in far southeast Fort Worth. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South. Open Monday through Saturday and not open on Sundays and probably not open on the 4th of July. Whiskey Stone. With so much happening, you never want to miss a moment. And these days, you don't have to. On air, online, and always on your smart device. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. My website is neilsperry.com. It's where you buy my book, Lone Star Gardening. It's one of two ways you can buy the book. The other is calling my office. So you need to remember that website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. My initials, uh, my uh, uh, the vowels are in alphabetic order, E-I-N-E-I-L. Um, that's also where you sign up for my free electronic newsletter, eGardens. It's where you find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. That was another book I wrote. That publisher went out of business, so I just put the book on the website at no charge. So those uh, people who bought it uh, years ago and paid money for it kind of got yorked, <laughs> so... But uh, anyway, there you are. It's there, and I've updated it all, and so it's there for you. And also, I just have archived a lot of information on uh, uh, Rose Rosette virus and especially on St. Augustine uh, issues and how to diagnose them. So that's all there. So if you're wondering, well, what happened to my St. Augustine, that's the place to start. Go to my website and and hit St. Augustine uh, Diagnosis, and uh, you'll be able to sort through whether you have uh, this time of year, gray leaf spot or chinch bugs, uh, whether you have leftover take-all root rot or uh, too much shade or whatever it is. All of that at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you, Stuby. Let's go to Laura in Allen, who has been waiting patiently. Laura, this is Neil. How may I help you? Hey, Neil. Um, I just have a question. I think there are chinch or grub worms. Um, my neighbors, they don't really maintenance their yard very well. And so I went and bought the granules and put them down for the chinch and grub. Am I going to be protected or do I need to tell them, hey, you need to go buy a bag and throw those granules down yourself? Or, you know, how does that work? Problem. Did you hear me? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When did you first see the problem? Uh, about a week. About a, a week, week ago. Ten days ago. All right. Yeah, about a week, 10 days. All right. Grubworm damage will not show up until uh, probably October, November. Usually uh, it doesn't show up until uh, March or April. Uh, chinch bugs mm-hmm. would be this time of year. 
But I would okay. not assume that you have chinch bugs until you see the chinch bugs. I would never put down an insecticide until I actually saw the chinch bugs. Chinch bugs will always be in the sunniest, hottest part of your yard, St. Augustine Yard. Yeah. And uh, you look at the uh, interface between the healthy grass and the and the going downhill grass, not the dead grass, but the grass that's going right. downhill. And you get right. down on your hands and knees in the hottest part of the afternoon. I want to make this really miserable for people. And you part the grass <laughs> and you look right at the soil surface. You're looking for insects about the size of BBs, a little smaller maybe. And they'll have they'll be black with white diamonds on their wings, just one irregular white diamond uh, moving around really freely in there. It's kind of like, uh, this is kind of a gross example, but kind of like looking for fleas on a dog. And uh, if yeah. you see those, then those are the chinch bugs, and that's what you would be treating for. But there's no point in treating if you don't find them. All right. Well, I went ahead and did it anyway. So I guess let's just make it a general question. If you <clears throat> put insecticide on your lawn and your neighbor doesn't, are you protecting your lawn? Uh, if it's chinch bugs, you're protecting um, that area and an area slightly around it and uh okay if your neighbor had chinch bugs right at the at the boundary then you're going to have problems just inside the boundary they they will spread and they will spread a few uh, feet of um, a week um so i'm not really into telling people they have to go treat their lawn if if they take any yeah. amount of care of their lawn at all they're going to say man that doesn't look good i better do something because chinch bugs will kill an entire yard in the course of three or four weeks. Right, and that's what I don't want. So uh, to err on the side of caution, knowing that they don't water, they don't uh, feed, they don't do anything to their yard. It is on the sunniest side. It is on a downslope. Yeah, I, I get all that. I have no idea because I don't know your relationships. No. That. I don't want to get in the middle of that. No. Some, some neighbors would be mightily offended and some would be grateful. They just don't pay attention Correct. to their yard. So that's that's right, up so to I'm, you. You're going to have to make that decision. But uh, uh, it it they're they're not easy to they they don't just run around like rats on a on a parking lot. You you don't <laughs> see them that easily. So you know they might appreciate right. having that pointed out to them. Okay, I can do that. But if I'm you go to if you go to my website, that page that I described a moment ago, there are pictures yeah. from a, a gentleman at the University of Mis at Mississippi State that show chinch bugs in their various uh, stages, um, then uh, that would be uh, uh, that would be very uh, helpful, I think, as they look for them. Anyway, I hope okay. that helps. Yeah, I was just making sure I was protected, sure. and you answered my question. Thank All you. All right. Thanks for the call. You bet. Let me go to Chris in Arlington. Chris, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. Yes. Uh, I've got about a four-foot round circle of a brown spot on my yard and the only thing we ever put on our yard is that Callaway's phosphorus free fertilizer. And what kind of grass do you have? Uh, I, I believe it's the Bermuda. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, it, and it's, and, that's and, a, that's a huge answer to me. Uh, it's like going to the vet or calling the vet. What kind of animal do you have? Well, I think it's a donkey <laughs> and in reality it's a, it's a, a cat. And the, don okay. and the vet is giving you an answer for a donkey. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you an answer for Bermuda grass. So keep going. Oh, and, and anyway, when you're looking at the brown spot, 
it looks darker on one side than it does the other. You know, kind of it kind of looks oily. And, but you know, you put right. your hands down there, and, and, and it's not oil. I mean, or anything. Right. I think what I think what you're seeing is probably cottony blight or southern blight. Look that. Google that and see if that's if that's uh, what you're experiencing. Southern blight on Bermuda is a pythium blight. You can also look it up that way. That may be the best way to look it up. P y t h i u m. Pythium does give an oily look. That was a key word that I needed to hear. Uh, okay. Pythium will usually show up in a in a spot in a Bermuda lawn that is uh, pretty well maintained, uh, maybe overly cared for, maybe too wet or too well fertilized. Uh, I'm taking a chance by saying that. You may say, ha, huh, I've been gone for six months. I haven't done anything. But I, I'm taking that chance. But the lawns that I have seen, Pythium shows up really quickly. The lawn turns really brown in those areas, and the areas are not always circular. They're usually really oddball-looking. They're kind of like a uh, a balloon that you haven't tied at the at the blow-up end, and you let go of it, and it goes in this weird pattern. And that's kind of the way pythium will hit a lawn sometimes. It's usually not in a circle, but but I'll that may the oily part of it is very indicative of pythium. Look that one up and see what you think. Usually. Uh, if you get to it quickly enough, uh, just cutting back on water and fertilizer will help a great deal. Yeah, we do water a lot, Neil. We do water a lot. There you go. We, we, do, we do have the best yard on the on the block. That's where it shows up. Yeah. Look look up okay. Pythium Blight on Bermuda grass. Um, I believe Oklahoma State has some good write-ups on it. I believe, once again, I believe uh, Clemson um, and maybe LSU. I'm not sure where I've seen those, but I believe those are three that have really good write-ups on it. Well, enjoy your fourth meal. Listen to you all the time. Thank you so much, Chris. Have a great day. Uh, you too. All right. We will come back and go to Greg in Allen in just a moment. Stay, uh, stay with me, if you will, please. I will need some more calls because he's the only call I have at this point waiting. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. You uh, hear a trend in the uh, university websites that I send you to, to which I send you. Um, and that is I use all universities when I, when I research. That's my first key word that I put in any search, university. And if it's a disease I'm looking for, I may put pathology. I may put entomology for insects. Uh, I may not if, if it's a general horticulture thing. If I'm not sure if it's a disease or insect or just uh, a difficult plant to raise, I'll just leave it without a department. But I will put university as the first key word in my search. And I will look for southern ag schools. Most of them will, well, you know, I work in the ag community, and so I know the southern ag colleges. Most of them will be identifiable, uh, like Texas A&M, Oklahoma State. They'll be the state universities. They'll say state on them. Texas State is not a, an ag school. Uh, A&M is, in this case, in our state. Um, Ohio State, uh, University of Illinois is theirs, uh, but I don't go to the northern schools as often. You don't hear me cite them very often unless there's just no other other source. I want to stay with the southern ones. The really good schools that have great information on their websites would be Auburn, LSU, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, uh, North Carolina State. Um, I have a harder time going through the University of Florida. Uh, their Their website sometimes sends me to 
grower sites that are uh, too commercial for me, uh, meaning for commercial growers. Um, let's see. Don't get as much. Well, Auburn does Alabama, so that's where I get that. Um, not so much Arkansas, not so much Kentucky or Tennessee. Um, I get, for plants, I, I often will go to Mobot, M-O-B-O-T. That's the Missouri Botanical Garden um, for their plant IDs. They, that's a wonderful site. So those are the ones I have. I have Mobot bookmarked. I don't have the others. Anyway, maybe that'll help you. Uh, fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Love to get a copy to you. Uh, this is a reference book that might be the only reference book you need for Texas horticulture. That's a lofty claim that sounds like I'm bragging a little bit, and I really don't want to sound that way. But I think it'll be a really uh, a good help to you. Uh, chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants in your landscape and garden. It's a lot of information of when to do things. Uh, people tell me that that chapter is the, the best thing about this book, that it pays for the book itself, uh, just in uh, knowing when to do things. Chapters 3 through 11, uh, 3 is a, a comprehensive chapter devoted totally to trees. 4 is totally to shrubs. 5 is totally to vines and then ground covers. Annuals. Oh, golly, there are a lot of a lot of pages in that one, a lot of information, and a really detailed uh, chart that goes several pages of how to pick the best annuals. And then perennials, same deal. Lawns and uh, fruit and vegetables. It's all in the book. I spent a year writing this book. You get it for $32.95. That's a sale price that I'm just deciding to leave on for a while in the summer. Everybody else marking things up, I'm marking it down. And uh, I will sign your copy as it sells. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. You buy it by calling my office weekdays or by ordering it from my website right now. The website is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's the better way to order it. The other way is to order it on the phone uh, Tuesday through Friday this week, 800 800- 752 grow. That's 800-752-4769. But the better way by far, satisfaction guaranteed or full refund, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation repairs.com severe storms in texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof call wortham brothers roofing at 972-562-5788 schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com they've been in business more than 28 years wortham brothers roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service that's wortham brothers roofing 972-562-5788 wbroofing.com 
Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. If you're painting, they will uh, ask you about the brushes and the rollers and the drop claws and paint thinner and whatever else it is you need. Maybe the uh, sandpaper you need to do the prep ahead of time, all of that. And then they'll sell you the paint and make sure that they match it exactly for you an example, but right now we're talking about something else. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Cutter, Backyard Bug Control, Insect Killer, Liquid Concentrate. Boy, this is the longest product name. That's all in uppercase. 32 ounce for $10.99. Save an extra $3 off with Ace Rewards members and pay only $7.99, limit of two. Again, that's the uh, Cutter Backyard Bug Control Insect Killer Liquid Concentrate 32 ounce. It's on sale for only $7.99. Enjoy your backyard again with Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate. It controls mosquitoes, listed ants, fleas, and other listed insects on lawns, landscapes, and outdoor surfaces. Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate kills fast. It lasts all summer. It includes a quick flip Hose-in sprayer, which activates the spray at the flip of a switch. For best results, apply early before the insect populations are high. It covers up to 5,000 square feet of lawn. Cutter insect repellents have been helping families have fun together outdoors for more than 50 years. Goodbye, mosquitoes. Hello, summer. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health. And uh, so thank you. They saved our daughter's life back in 2005, and if they hadn't done that, we wouldn't have had a birthday for Joseph yesterday, a 13th birthday. He wouldn't have been here in the first place. So, yes, we're kind of kind of grateful for Baylor Scott and White Health and Baylor Plano, it was known as in those days. Let's go to Greg and Alan. Greg, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. How can I help you, sir? Uh, I have a golden rain tree in my front yard. It's about 30 years old. The tree appears to be healthy overall. Uh, It bloomed out with flowers really nicely this spring, and generally it looks good. But I have a few branches, uh, lower-level branches and mid-level branches on the eastern kind of southeastern side of the tree that don't have any leaves on them at this point. And my gut feeling is that this is related to the freeze that we had last February, but I'm not sure about that. And so I'm wondering, you know, I don't know if I should prune those branches off now or wait till September I'd go ahead. Well, September isn't any different than now. I'd, if you're going to wait, I'd wait until wintertime. But I would go ahead and do it now while you can easily see them and identify them from the healthy branches. Uh, the winter had nothing to do with that. Golden rain trees really? are. Well, I, you know, I say that, and I, I don't think it would have. They are, uh, they are winter hardy uh, up into the Midwest, this particular one. Now, there's a, 
There's a uh, Chinese flame tree that's also a coleoteria in South Texas, and those were frozen and killed, but they don't grow in Collin County. Um, and, and so I know that's not even a consideration. But the uh, golden rain trees are, uh, I think there was one on the campus at Ohio State when I was in school there. So that's a far cry from uh, Texas. Uh, so I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I don't recall if I saw damage after the winter last year. I kind of think I might have. But I'd go ahead and prune it off. Look for any signs of borers in the wood. I think I have over the years seen some uh, borer damage in them. Probably secondary, Greg, probably uh, damage that was caused after a, a branch had some kind of problem and then the red-headed wood borers moved in, which is a small borer, small tunnels. Um, if this is on a side of the tree that is shaded by other things, then it, it's possible that that uh, that branch might have or those branches might have died from competition uh, uh yeah I'm, there I, is a the neighbor has a sweet gum tree that okay my branches almost touch the, the branches of the sweet gum uh, tree. that may be that may be the reason it may just be that these branches are being shaded out i was kind of fishing on that because uh, on our way home uh, almost every well when we leave uh, i won't get into too much detail but there is a, uh, a beautiful golden rain tree that's 30 years old that I pass on my way home. It's on one of the east-west streets in Allen, um, way in East Allen. And, and uh, it bloomed beautifully, but if it had any problem, it would have been on the southeast side of the tree that I couldn't have seen. So, But that's not your tree because there's no sweet yum behind it. So my, my fishing expedition paid off for me. <laughs> okay, so you think I just ought to take the whole branch off and don't like do it a section at a time to I would take like any dead wood off and you know if you have a branch that's bigger than uh oh an inch inch and a half in diameter well inch and a half that you do it a a uh, in the three step approach I'm running out of time I've got one more call behind you but uh you 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 do it in three step approach so that you don't peel the bark down the trunk okay okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Let me go to Roy in Dallas, try to help him. Roy, this is Neil. Good morning. I have a minute. How can I help you? Yes, sir. Real quick. Will you please give me your successful recipe for starting flower seeds? What is your recipe for starting and sowing recipes? Uh, and where are you doing this? In, in seed flats? Not out in the garden, I hope. No, sir. No, sir. Not in the garden. Uh, I've been using uh, planters. And, All right. I, uh, I do it. I, I have half a minute. I do it in uh, in soil that I have run through a uh, quarter-inch uh, hardware cloth to get all the sticks out. It's, it's going to be a potting soil. It's going to have a lot of sphagnum peat in it. I do it in a windowsill or in a greenhouse. And uh, depending, it, it's too complicated, Roy, because it depends on the on the crop, crop by crop by crop. Um, it would take me 10 minutes to do this. Um, I don't know how to do it otherwise. Hey, everybody, happy 4th, happy gardening.